You're listening to the Simplifying Investing podcast series. In today's episode of Oliver's Insights, Dr. Shane Oliver walks you through the recent plunge in shares. What should investors keep in mind during times of investment market turmoil? Our resident expert is here to walk you through it. Before we begin, a reminder that this podcast is general in nature and hasn't taken your circumstances into account. It's important you consider your personal circumstances and speak to a financial advisor before deciding what is right for you. Any general tax information provided is intended as a guide only. With that out of the way, here's Shane. Thanks, Adam, and good day, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast. This week, it's a bit hard to talk anything other than share markets, given the sharp falls we've seen over the last couple of weeks. Usually, share markets are relatively calm and don't generate a lot of attention, but periodically, as we've seen lately, they tumble and generate headlines like billions wiped off the share market and biggest share market plunge since dot dot dot. Sometimes it ends relatively quickly and the market heads back up again and it's all forgotten about. But once every so often, the share markets keep falling for a while. Sometimes the falls are foreseeable, usually after a run of strong gains that leaves them vulnerable, but rarely are they forecastable, which requires a call as to timing and magnitude, despite many claiming otherwise. In my career, I've seen many periodic share market tumbles. Of course, the most notable was back in 1987. A very scary period. The share market fell 50% over the space of a few months. In fact, 25% on one day at the time. Not very nice. In fact, quite horrible. But of course, in retrospect, I look back on it and think, well, that was actually a good time because my superannuation fund, on my behalf, I didn't even have to do anything, was buying more shares than would otherwise have been able to do if share markets hadn't had that tumble. So for the same amount of money, I was able to buy many more shares and that of course benefited my long-term retirement savings. And so it is again, we're going through another one of these tumbles. The year started on a sour note and despite a few bounces along the way, we've seen um, ongoing downwards pressure in share markets. In fact, from their highs, either last year or early this year, to their recent lows, US shares have now fallen around 24%, global shares around 21%, and Australian shares around 16%. Of course, these numbers could change by the time you listen to this podcast. Always the drivers of share market pullbacks are different. But as Mark Twain is said to have said, history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. And so it is with share market falls. This means that from the point of basic investment principles, it's really hard to say anything new in relation to these tumbles which is why this podcast may sound familiar with key seven key things for investors to keep in mind. But at times like this, they are worth reiterating. But first, what is driving the plunge in share markets? Now, the drivers haven't really changed all year. Share markets started the year on a strong note, and that uh, followed on from very, very strong gains from the March 2020 lows. That had led to a lot of speculative froth, particularly in tech stocks, meme stocks, and cryptocurrencies. And this had left them somewhat vulnerable to any bad news. And the bad news came along in the form of very high and still rising inflation, most notably in the US, where the May inflation numbers came in at 8.6%. And many other countries are also seeing inflation rise, including Australia, where it's likely to soon hit 7%. This, of course, has seen central banks respond aggressively in raising interest rates. US recently stepping up the pace to 75 basis points, or 0.75%, Australia to 0.5%. This is adding to concerns about recession. Um, that rising rates will trigger a recession, obviously hitting company profits. That, combined with concerns about rising bond yields, 
are impacting share markets because if you've got worries about falling profits and rising bond yields at the same time, then it acts as a bit of a pincer movement on shares hitting them from both sides. Rising bond yields are bad for shares because it makes them relatively less attractive. At the same time, we've got the issues with the Ukraine war continuing and the geopolitical tensions with China. And as always, the most speculative assets are getting hit the hardest, with obviously the pandemic winners, tech stocks, down 34%, the Nasdaq's down 34% from its high, and cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin are down 70% from its high last year. Now, cryptocurrency surged with almost semi-religious fervor around the claim marvels of blockchain, decentralized finance, NFTs, freedom from government, and claims that it would be an inflation hedge. Of course, it's proved to be anything but, with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies collapsing over the last 12 months as inflation took off. Now, of course, this was all fueled by a speculative bandwagon underpinned by easy money and low interest rates. Trying to disentangle the true fundamental value from the speculative mania, I think, became next to impossible. In fact, it was impossible. And now the easy money and low rates are reversing, pulling the rug out from under the crypto mania and driving mishaps along the way, for example, Terra, Celsius Network and Babel Finance. Fortunately, the exposure of major banks and mainstream investors to crypto is still relatively low, so this is unlikely to be another GFC moment. Now, of course, the combination of all of this, impacting share markets and, of course, bond yields, uh, with bond yields rising, that means capital losses for fixed interest investors, fixed interest investors. The, these are the two key assets that underpin superannuation funds. Of course, there are other things in there as well, direct exposure to property, infrastructure and cash, but Key assets are shares and fixed interest. And of course, they've had a very bad start to the year. This has meant the typical superannuation funds so far this financial year are down something like 5% for the financial year to date. And obviously, if markets end where they are now, then they'll end up with a 5% or so loss. This is certainly bad news. And it would mean that they would be on track, superannuation funds would be on track for their first financial year loss since 2019, 2020, which of course was due to the pandemic and their worst financial year loss since the GFC. I should try and put this in some perspective though. And I think this is very important because if you look at the history of superannuation funds, you do see these periodic tough years, like we're seeing now, like we saw at the time of the GFC, like we saw at the time of the tech wreck, like we saw in the mid 1990s and so on. Um, but we also see many very strong years. And historically, the returns from superannuations have been, superannuation funds have been quite strong. In fact, the average return from balanced growth superannuation funds over the last decade has been around 10%, even allowing for that 5% decline over the last financial year. So it is really worth putting this in perspective. And also bear in mind, the last financial year, 2020-2021, saw a return of around 18%. Um, so even though this financial year might be negative, the previous financial year was actually very, very strong. So certainly worth putting that in perspective. Now, no one likes to see the value of their investment decline, whether it's their superannuation or their investments outside of superannuation. But I reckon there's seven key things investors really need to keep in mind as we go through rough periods like this. The first one is the periodic falls in share markets are actually quite normal if you go back over the last decade, we saw lots of occasions where markets came down 10%, sometimes 20%, obviously in the pandemic, by more than 30%. If you go back to 1900, 
looking at the rolling 12-month return out of Australian shares, lots of occasions where share markets have bounced around all over the place. Um, periodic falls ranging up to declines of 30% um, and periodic sharp strong returns up to the order of around 60% at the extreme. Now, of course, the average I think is worth focusing on. I'm, I like to focus on the 20-year average and it's been very strong at around 10% plus. And that I think is really what matters for investors on a long-term basis. Now, while these falls can be quite painful, they also are quite healthy and that they help limit excessive risk taking. It's also worth noting that over long periods of time, share markets literally climb a wall of worries. Worries come along every so, so often, drag markets down, and then the market picks itself up and moves on again, seemingly rising through a wall of worry. And that's been the experience of the share market over the last century or more. Bouts, the way I look at it is that bouts of volatility, the price we pay for higher long-term returns from shares. And this basically explains why superannuation funds have an exposure to them. Because if we want to grow wealth for retirement, then we need an exposure to higher returning growth assets. But of course, that does mean that we will go through periods like we're seeing now, where you see volatility out of these growth assets, notably out of shares. So that's the unfortunate nature of investing in shares. Of course, if we didn't have that volatility, then we would have much lower returns and we would have less in the way of retirement funds. Now, the second point to note, I think, is whether we see a sort of a mild bear market or a mild correction, depending on whether you're looking at Australian shares or global shares at present, um, or a dick bear market, what I call a grizzly bear market, as opposed to a mild gummy bear market, often hinges on whether we see a recession or not. Now, we think that globally there's still a good chance we could avoid a recession, but I'd have to say the risks have gone up and they've gone up quite significantly. The case that we may avoid it is that, well, supply could pick up, putting downwards pressure on inflation later this year, taking pressure off central banks, enabling them to pull back before taking us into recession. Of course, the risks are that with inflation still surprising on the upside, the central banks are not able to pull back in time. To be honest with you, I think it's now become a very close call. One thing I would stress, though, is that short-term forecasting is fraught with difficulty and should not be the basis for a long-term investment strategy. So I think it's really best to try and stick to long-term investment principles. Even though I'm hopeful we're going to avoid recession and these, this rough patch will be over sooner rather than later, I'd have to say, at the end of the day, my crystal ball, like anybody else's, is a bit clouded at present and we are better off sticking to long-term investment principles. On that note, it brings me to my third point, which is that selling shares after sharp falls really just locks in a loss. A lot of people might think, well, I can sell now, I'll, I'll avoid uh, further falls ahead, but the history has been that people really don't get back in until share markets have gone all the way back up to the top again, at which point they've just locked in a loss and missed out on the, on the recovery they would have otherwise seen. This brings me to my fourth point, as share markets go down, they're actually cheaper. You can pick up shares today at a lower price than would have been the case, say, six months ago. Therefore, their, their longer-term return prospect has actually gone up as they go down. Now, fortunately, the good news for us is that the superannuation system in Australia works 
to take advantage of that. It's basically a dollar cost averaging system, which uh, says, well, we don't know precisely what share market's gonna do. We do know that it provides good returns over the long term. And so therefore, um, it averages into markets over time. And so as markets go down, it's actually getting advantage of the fact that shares are now cheaper and effectively picking up those shares at a lower price. Fifth point is relative valuations. And you'd have to admit, as the share market goes down, the share market becomes more attractive. They become cheaper. That's evident in Australia when you're looking at the dividend yields. The dividend yield has pushed higher. We're now looking at frank dividends from Australian shares of over 6%, which means that, yes, even though bank deposit rates have gone up, shares are still offering a massive yield pickup compared to bank deposits. Which brings me to my sixth point. And that is shares often bottom, shares and other related assets often bottom at the point of maximum bearishness. Just when everyone's most afraid, that's when the share market bottoms. So the trick is to try and buck the crowd. As Warren Buffett once said, be fearful when others are greedy, be greedy when others are fearful. Trying to time the precise bottom is always gonna be difficult. But of course, one thing you do wanna keep an eye out for is excessive bearishness. When everyone is saying it's all terrible, that's often the time when value can be picked up and opportunities abound. Finally, turn down the noise. This is very important. As we go through times of uncertainty, like the present, the flow of negative news reaches fever pitch. People are talking about billions wiped off the share market, crashes, all these things sell copy and generate clicks. But less newsy are the billions that market rebounds put back onto share markets um, as a result of the rising long-term trend in shares. So we don't hear about that. All we hear about is the billions lost. So it's often best to try and turn down the noise. A lot of the noise we're hearing now doesn't put things in perspective. It just adds to a sense of panic. So I think it's very important to stick to a long-term strategy that's appropriate for your um, requirements and your stage in life and your wealth levels and so on. But one of the best ways to do that is to try and turn down the noise and that enables you to hopefully stick to that long-term investment strategy. So I hope this has been of some value. I know we are going through difficult times in investment markets, but until we meet again, adios. Dr. Shane Oliver there walking you through the recent moves on the share market. Now to stay up to date on all the latest from Dr. Oliver and the Simplifying Investing podcast series more broadly, be sure to subscribe on your favorite streaming platform. That way you'll never miss an episode. We'll be back soon, but before we go, a quick reminder that all topics discussed today are general in nature and haven't taken your personal circumstances into account. It's important you consider seeking tailored financial advice that is relevant to your own situation before making any important financial decisions.